Hey there, it's Liz Garcia again, and welcome to another episode of your weekly dose of higher consciousness that you can find on YouTube at trumpetoftruthtv.com and on my podcast at trumpetoftruthradio.com. This is the place to discover what I call the foundational basics and essential understandings for raising your level of consciousness and building a better life. And this video is this week's main topic, which I promised would be a discussion of The Afterlife of Billy Fingers, a book that came to me in an interesting way with quite a few revelations and um, insights that came to me as well. And this book was written by Annie Kagan. But before we get into the book, we're going to share uh, this week's episodes are all sponsored by the Mind Body Spirit Network which is an online community of consciously curated online events, alternative and holistic online courses, uh, expert blog posts and other um, podcasts and video casts, as well as an online directory for mind, body, spirit, health, and transformational related services and professionals. So let's get to today's topic, which is a discussion of the afterlife of Billy Fingers. Now, I have discussed in the past my experience with quantum spiritual awakenings. And I had a quantum spiritual awakening in 2003, which lasted for about six months of this swings in consciousness. And then it continued and it continued to get more intense throughout probably 10 years of my life where once or twice a year I'd go into these swings in consciousness where I'd be in super high levels of consciousness and then swing into the confrontation with super low, frightening levels of consciousness. And these periods would last for, you know, anywhere from a few days to a month. So they were really kind of interfered with my life. They wreaked havoc on my nervous system for sure. And they almost did me in on many occasions as each of those experiences kept getting more and more intense. And the first one was enough to kill me. It felt like, never mind getting more intense. So throughout the years, I saw I sought alternative and holistic spiritual help. I knew I didn't feel like a psychiatrist was going to be helpful unless they had experience with what with what is known as spiritual emergencies. So I ended up seeing a lot of uh, alternative healers, uh, kind of spiritual mediums and um, people that could access higher spirit guides as an example. And last week we spoke about the level of consciousness of spiritual guides typically calibrates pretty high at 450 on the map of consciousness and higher depending on who they're dealing with, presumably. Um, if you're trying to solve a problem in your life, you want, to, you want to be aligned with higher consciousness that can actually help you solve the problem. So I went to an alternative healer probably six or seven years ago now, and she did some unusual type of work that I'd never encountered before, but I kind of call her a modern-day exorcist. And I don't want to scare you with that word, but I have to tell you, The Exorcist as a movie was the most frightening movie I'd ever seen in my life when I was a kid. And it certainly did not serve me. 
that's for sure. I wouldn't recommend watching that movie as a child at all. So in any event, um, the first time I went to see this woman, it's very fascinating to listen to what she's seeing and how she's calling in non-physical consciousness to help with removal of entities that have kind of attached themselves to me or whatever. And I don't really kind of buy into the whole thing, but I know that it required, I required help beyond the ordinary. So beyond what she was doing to help me, she recommended this book to me during that session. And I felt like more important than what she was doing was the recommendation of this book. So I went out and bought the book and I read it in a day. It's a quick, it's an easy read. I, I read it in two nights, no problem. And it was so helpful to me. So, um, and really what I felt and, and so let's talk about the book first and then I'll tell you what I felt and how it came to me and what I was revealed to me. So the afterlife of Billy Fingers is written by Annie Kagan, who is the sister of Billy Fingers. And Billy Fingers is the kind of pet name of her older brother who dies. So Billy was an addict his whole life, but he was a beloved one, even though he had addictions and problems and, you know, homelessness and he never had money his whole life, he was still loving and caring kind of at the heart of things. So it was heartbreaking for his family and his sister and his mother to lose him when he died. So he died at around 62 when he was running out of an addiction recovery center and ran into the street and got hit by a car and killed instantly, which like devastated his sister Annie and his mother and other family and friends because they still loved him regardless of the fact that he was an addict. So Annie was a therapist of some sort, I believe, as well as a music writer. She liked to write music, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> I've read this book probably four times, but I'm pretty sure that's what she did. In any event, she quit her job as a therapist or whatever it was that she did. Maybe she was a chiropractor, some type of health professional, I forget, in Manhattan. And she moved to Long Island to become a songwriter. And during this time, her brother died. And he came to her in spirit. And when it first started to happen, she thought she was nuts and she was just kind of, uh, you know, thinking she was grief stricken and she wanted to hear him and she felt like she was like hallucinating maybe, but she couldn't ignore the fact that Billy was speaking to her and was able to speak about the future or what was coming so that he could plant seeds of credibility that yes, he really is speaking to her. So he came to her and discusses what it's like to die. And if you enjoy the books by e, Dr. Eben, I think it's Eben Alexander. He wrote a book about the near-death experience. So did Anita Morjani, who I had the opportunity of interviewing as well. She too spoke about the near-death experience. And I feel like what I've been through at higher levels of consciousness is a, is a um, similar type of experience where you're, you're experiencing the presence of God or divinity 
or heaven on earth. In my case, I was alive and present while doing it, whereas even Alexander and Anita went through this kind of uh, near-death experience where they're experiencing it in a coma or something like that. So um, Billy Fingers is talking to his sister, Annie, kind of, he comes to her, you know, on inter intermittent occasions and speaks to her about what's going on, like right as you die, what's happening. And he talks about um, higher truths in, in the land of spirit. Now, uh, what's interesting about this book is, is Billy Fingers talks about becoming the universe. And this is really what hit home with me when he started to talk about becoming the universe. Because I had an experience back in the 90s. And, and mind you, back then, I was fairly pragmatic. I was not woo-woo at all. I really wasn't attracted to woo-woo or talking to angels or understanding spirit guides or anything like that. It was not of interest to me. But back then, I lived in Boston, and I've told this story before. And now my dog, Charlie, is growling at me because he wants a snack. Don't you, Charlie? All right, so hopefully Charlie will start bugging me. So back in the 90s, I owned a business in Boston, downtown Boston. It was called Sweet Peace Home, a home furnishings and um, design store. And I would walk to Boston every day because I, from, from Cambridgeport. So I would walk over the BU Bridge, which is Boston University Bridge, over the Charles River every day, go through Fenway Park and Kenmore Square, back into the Back Bay. And back then, I had a Sony Walkman, a yellow Sony Walkman. So I'm totally dating myself in this regard. But one day, I was walking over the bridge, and this song came, comes on, which I'd never heard before. And it's a song called Drops of Jupiter by Train, which you may have heard it by now because it's been out for decades. And I'm going to just read the lyrics to the song real quickly because I was moved by the song. And there was truth that was revealed to me in this song, which was like, I'll tell you in a second. Let me just read the lyrics. So here's the lyrics. Now that she's back in the atmosphere with drops of Jupiter in her hair, she acts like summer and walks like rain. Reminds me that there's a time to change. Since the return of her stay on the moon, she listens like spring and she talks like June. But tell me. Did you sail across the sun? Did you make it to the Milky Way? To see the lights, all, to see that the lights are all faded and that heaven is overrated? Tell me, did you fall from a shooting star, one without a permanent scar? And did you miss me while you were looking for yourself out there? Now that she's back from that soul vacation, tracing her way through the constellation, she checks out Mozart while she does Tai Bo. Reminds me that there's room to grow. So when I heard these lyrics, I felt very strongly to myself. And I have been intuitive my whole life. I didn't really know it. But I felt when you feel the truth of something, and I felt the truth of something strongly on many occasions, there's no argument about it. I don't need to hold a position about it. I just know it's the truth of something in some way or another. 
But when I heard these lyrics, I felt like life was speaking to me, letting me know that my true nature is celestial, is of the celestial realm. I felt it really strongly. And I didn't feel it in those words, but I can kind of articulate it better now. But it was of celestial nature was my true nature in spirit. And Billy Fingers talks about later in the book as he's evolving in consciousness after he passes through death and he describes what's going on. It's super fascinating to know what's in store for you when you transition out of this body and this planet. Super fascinating and um, kind of uh, reassuring that there's so much great experience to experience. And I can tell you, some of the stuff he describes, I've experienced in another way in the body. I've experienced what it feels like to kind of have a, pa have a life review on segments of life. It's a phenomenal moment of grace. So he talks about becoming the universe. And it didn't come to me, the memory of this moment, walking over the BU Bridge that day, listening to this song, until he started talking about becoming the universe when the puzzle came together, like, whoa, he's talking about what I've felt and known to an extent, you know, the, the truth of it is, he'll even say that the truth of the universe is beyond our capacity to even to under, to grasp at all, but some of it is coming together for me, this understanding. So, he talks about writing this book is significant coming from the higher realms because there's so much light, light and healing and truth is coming through this book. And it doesn't have to be literal, like a literal truth. It's the consciousness of it that's bringing in the healing and the understanding of life beyond the body. Like what goes on, you know, this life is, life is eternal. And this one particular life is not all that there is. I've always known that to be true for me. And I've actually been shown eternity on two occasions, if not three, the experience of eternity. It's huge. It's a phenomenal experience. I could barely contain it. It was almost scary. It was like, oh my God, I don't want to see eternity. It's just like overwhelming how quickly eternity can be shown to me. Like, whoa. And a matter of seconds, I, I understood eternity, and I understood, whoa, put on the brakes, what's the hurry? So another important lesson I got out of the afterlife of Billy Fingers, by the way, he's super funny and enjoyable, and the whole read is a quickie read, super enjoyable. But another key aspect that I got out of it was to understand you cannot judge anybody's path in life whatsoever. And um, clearly, many of us would judge the, the life journey of an addict, for sure. But he says it was essential to his evolution in consciousness or his kind of leaving the body and launching himself into becoming the universe on a spirit level was more significant than the life that he led here, but it helped launch him into it. So it's kind of interesting to understand that. And to really grasp that you cannot judge anybody for the life path that they've chosen because it's of a higher nature. Spirit came in here to experience this 
for a reason beyond our comprehension, perhaps, or it's a higher perspective and a higher understanding when you start to get this. So um, highly recommend the afterlife of Billy Fingers. <laughs> That's it for today's uh, topic of the week. Next week, I want to talk about, um, well, first of all, last week I, talk, I spoke about the level of consciousness of the mind and how super powerful that is. And it came to me that I really want to discuss um, how dangerous the level of the mind can be when you're dealing with lower consciousness. Super dangerous. And the, the issue I want to talk about was the, the arms deal or the nuclear, nuclear deal that the Obama administration made with Iran. And to put into context how freaking dangerous that is to support lower consciousness known as terrorism, which is Iran. <laughs> so we're going to talk about that. That'll be next week's topic. And you might want to check out this week's weekly dose of higher consciousness quiz. I talk about which level, which spiritual writing or scripture is of higher consciousness. We're looking at A Course in Miracles, the Bhagavad Gita, and the Lamsa Bible without the book of Revelation and the Old Testament. And I'll tell you why we're leaving that out in this week's dose of higher consciousness quiz. We're also gonna look at the, the New Testament is mixed in there as well. But So that's the quiz of the week. And if you go to uh, your weekly dose of higher consciousness quiz, it gets published, posted every Wednesday. And then this week's 101 ways is 101 ways to happiness, which com comes out on Thursday. So that's it for this week's dose. Um, if you like what's going on here, comment, share it in social media, or if you have a question, put it in the comments. And if you want a topic that you, you, would, you have a topic you'd like me to um, cover, I'll come across those comments and I'll put it on my list of things to chat about. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Hey there, lovey Lou. If you are new to your weekly dose of Higher Consciousness podcast or an avid listener, I have something just for you. I created a landing page with all of my playlists in one place. So for new listeners, I created a playlist called Foundational Basics. This is where you will want to begin to come up to speed on your understanding of the map of consciousness a proven energy scale for realizing your ultimate potential by Dr. David R. Hawkins and with where we are now. For avid listeners, I've created playlists for all of my popular topics like 1001 Ways to Be of Higher Consciousness, 1001 Ways to Let Go of, those great higher consciousness quizzes that helps you uh, test your your intuition and develop discernment skills, tools for transformation, high vibe book recommendations, and my general main topics. You can find all of these playlists on the website at themindbodyspiritnetwork.com forward slash podcast, or you can find it in the link below in the show notes. Now back to today's episode.